I'll be talking about a movie called End Call. This is from 2008, right? And this is a Japanese horror movie. Um, well, I'll say more Japanese, I like Japanese horror slash drama. But um, it depends on you as an individual when it comes to watching horror movies. Because I know a lot of people like that fast-paced stuff. But to be honest, I to be honest, I like this movie, in my opinion, because I, I like watching um, J J horror movies, especially even with Japanese drama movies alone. I like to watch that too. So I mean, I'm I'm comfortable watching this, you know. And the movie's about these girls that play this game, right? If you call the devil, and the devil give you a wish, but then it comes with a twist because, it, like, it takes your life also, and there's a reason how it takes your life. So the movie starts off with this girl, right, wishing for her dad, you know, to go away pretty much. And once you get her wish, you get like two months earlier. Now, this movie has the flashback scenes back and forth and what's going on now, and it does get annoying with that, but, again, it's I let it slide because I thought it, they did it well here, in my opinion, and, um, and you get to a, a different story where another girl, that, they, that each of these girls who find out that they make these phone calls to get their wish, and there's a twist, like I said, there's a, there's a twist when your phone bill went up high. So your phone bill went up high, and you don't pay it out. The devil's going to take your life away, pretty much. Yeah, that's, so that's how the devil catches you. So when you get a wish, your bill's high. You get, you get, you get like, your bill will be like, maybe like 1600 or something. And your bill will be super high. You know, something like that. So it's kind of a weird concept. I've never seen it done before like this. So I, I, to me, I thought this movie was kind of original in a way with that concept. How they set it up like that, um, but again, the movie's heavy, heavy on drama, like totally more drama, and the horror elements is pretty much only in the first scene is more horror elements on that one scene about how the girl's dad had to go away, or how the devil took her dad away. But so I don't want to ruin that scene for you, but that's that's only what the fuck moment scene that you get, and after that it's just drama, drama, drama about how this girl. Likes this boy, she um she caused suicide, which pretty much the devil did it pretty much, and um then he's gonna follow these, and then you find out this girl's connected with this girl about her man, yeah some guy issues and stuff, and all of them pretty much kind of involved like calling the devil. Like you find out later, um you also get to understand who's behind it, which was I did not expect it, you know, so I give it credit for the twist ending. Um, end call. Um, again, it's horror, but at the same time, it's more drama. So if you see like these Japanese drama movies or Japanese TV shows, I mean, like soap operas, with the horror elements added to it a little bit, then you might like this one. I would say. So end call. I say give it a try and see what you think. Warning! 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 Everyone, stay the fuck away from this movie. Red alert! Red alert! It's called Evil Behind You. And the movie's about these people that have been kidnapped, you know, two girls and two guys, and they've been trapped in this room. And you find out that they're being experimented on by this doctor about the brain and trying to see if they, like, about the alternate dimension and stuff, like, if they still could go to another world pretty much, which you can see in the beginning of this movie when a doctor would start talking about it as part of the experiment. This movie is so fucking bad. It stays in the room, in the room, and it tells you each of the characters have a flashback, which was fine. The character development part was good, but the the dubbing, you could tell the voice felt so dubbed, and everything was in the room. The, it, it's just bad, and the supernatural elements, horrible. Now, I can tell you not to see this. I can ruin this movie, but you know what? I'm going to be a nice guy and let you judge for yourself. But say that I did not want you. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a movie called Exist. And this is a Bigfoot movie from 2014. And it's about these young adults. I keep on saying young adults and I apologize. But most of these horror movies is always young adults. Traveling to the forest. To the cabin. And of course to party and have fun. But before they did that, they hit something on the way guy using his camera, he doesn't know what he hit, and, oh, by the way, this is a fun footage movie, by the way, 
Let me mention that. Um. So they didn't know what they hear, so they so they drove off. And suddenly they start seeing this creature walking around the woods, and they're wondering what the hell it is, you know. So once they get to the forest, I mean back to the cabin, the Bigfoot creature will start attacking the cabin, start attacking them, making noises, and um the it, people have to survive against this Bigfoot creature, and they'll be wondering why is this Bigfoot creature going after them, you know. Um, I, I do I do like this movie because it had that realism feel to it, you know, and I do like how the I do like how this Bigfoot creature look. It looks so realistic looking. Like if Bigfoot was realistic looking, it could probably be that creature in this movie. So I would say if you're a fan of Bigfoot movies, especially like I know most of them are like B movie and campy and all that stuff. But I think to me this one's not campy. This is more down down ground more grounded and like I said more realistic horror feel to it, you know. So I definitely highly recommend this movie. So check out Exist. Peace out and see you later guys and gals. Hey everyone, I'll be reviewing a movie called The Exorcism of the Seventh Demon. And this movie is totally like a Black Snake Moan ripoff, but it's just a low budget version of it. You know that movie when Sam Jackson kidnapped the white woman? You know, to make, to make her get straight again? Well, this is the same concept. This guy, right, had a history when he saw his possessed daughter, killed herself. And like, after that, like maybe a year later, I would say probably. He met this woman in a bar, and he started capturing her, and left her in a basement. She all tied up in chains. So he told the woman about he captured her, that, you know, she's possessed by demons. And then he, he tried to, like, try to help her get rid of these demons. Slowly, these demons are going to torture the girl until she becomes fully possessed. And people will start dying, trying to help her out. And, you know, just, it's just many more about that. It's everything taking place in the house. And then when the woman becomes possessed with the demon, and you know she starts torturing the guy in his mind, like demon mind games, and the guy will have to try, you know, pretty much get rid of the demon from her. Uh, this movie is just a lot of talking. You do have the demon elements, but like I said, this movie is so super low budget. You just have to be open-minded about it. Um, I do like the soundtrack that goes with this movie. You have like your slow soundtrack, you have your rock soundtrack with this movie. So I thought it works pretty well. Um, the demon effects, of course, is definitely old school, you know. Um, Exodus of the Seventh Demon, I thought it was a decent watch, so I said give it a chance. Anyway, peace guys, and see you later. Hey everyone, um, today I'll be talking about a supernatural ghost movie called Find Me from 2014. And this movie, I did enjoy it though, to be honest with you. I guess because of this, the town setting to me, I felt comfortable in that town. The, I mean, I've never been there, but it just made me feel comfortable. As for the ghosts, I'm not, I can't say for the ghosts. But, um, it's about these two couples moving into this house that wasn't even on the market. You know, they got, they threw an off and they got in the house. You know, and you just should ask yourself the question, how come it's that easy? You know what I'm saying? Especially in 2017, you know, I mean, excuse me, 2014, but still, it's modern time, you know? When this movie was made, excuse me. Um, but, but still, you gotta ask yourself that question, you know, like, Damn, we got this house really cheap, and it's just like, let us stay. Especially in a small town, because usually small towns, houses are super expensive, man. Yes, they are. <laughs> but the town is quiet. Like, if you see the beginning of the movie, like, when they start riding their car, you see the town up, a wide open, environment screen-like. It's really nice looking. But anyway, the woman or her husband is going to have this paranormal supernatural experience with this ghost lady and there's a his mystery behind her, you know. And there's a reason why they call find me, you know. I won't I won't spoil it for you guys, but I, I thought this was a, an enjoyable ghost movie, you know. Um I, I because I guess the setting plus I like the girl's husband because the the girl's husband, he's kinda like me. He likes to watch ghost shows anyway, you know, when she mentioned it to her friend. So it's like we have something in common, you know? Anyway, find me, I say definitely check it out and give it a chance. It's a simple ghost story, nothing new. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Found Footage 3D. In my case, it will be called Found Footage because I saw the 2D version. Um, this movie was was, was only premiered on Sh Shutter, and this is one of the movies I wanted to see in the year of 2017, one of my top picks. Um, I kind of challenged myself and said, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to have high expectations for this one. Oh, let's see how original this movie is going to be. So anyway, this movie is about these people going 
go show a found footage horror movie. And while they're showing the found footage horror movie, at the same time, you get you, saw, you get the scenes of shooting the movie and mostly behind the scenes of the movie. Now, you got the cameraman, you got the director, you got the PA person, you got the sound guy, you got the husband and wife team, the director and the actress, who the actress had a relationship with the husband, and, I mean, with the director in the past. And they're all going to do, well, the, with two directors, because the actor wanted to do the Found Fudge movie, but he ended up taking over more of a director spot than the director itself. Meanwhile, they start going to this, they're going to shoot this movie in the house. They have these two guys, the hillbillies, they ask them to, to play a part, saying that don't go into the house. And then once the hillbillies start getting their lines right, they say, were you, were you shooting this place at this house? And then that's when they start acting really, really serious and without without acting. So anyway, the cast and the crew kind of ignore it, decide to shoot the movie in the haunted house. And there's like a little history about this husband that killed this woman, you know. So the place was haunted by him pretty much. It's pretty obvious. Anyway, the movie's main, mainly of them working as a team trying to shoot this movie, but at the same time, they're going to be arguing, fighting, you know. And later on, you start seeing what this ghost looks like. It's like a black mist spirit, like a black ghost, like a spirit ghost, like, you know, like black mist, which you see in the ghost stories or in documentaries and stuff. Anyway, this ghost had skills, you know. It could shoot, it could pick up cameras that's shooting people, you know, like... And you've seen this done in other found footage horror movies before, so it's nothing new. The only thing original about it, what they want to be original on, is um, shooting the movie in 3D. That's all. <laughs> but as for the elements, I don't see anything in 3D about it, man. Only maybe a little bit here and there. And you find out this ghost has some skill. It has some video editing skills to this ghost. Because when the, when, um, the camera guy trying to do edits on the movie, he's not knowing shadows behind one of the scenes. Shadows and sun scenes, and uh, one of the actors gets scratched up, and you realize, oh, sh and they start taking it seriously, but the guy trying to cover it up, you know what I'm saying? Um, there was one scene that made me laugh as hell when the paper starts talking shit, and the ghost threw a shovel at her face. Which you know the ghost did throw the shovel, because I'm gonna be honest, that's the way I feel about this fucking movie, man. I wanna show a shovel at everybody's face. This movie's a piece of crap, man. I mean, let's be real. I know a lot of people's giving a good review on it, but nah, come on, man, really? There's nothing real about this. There's nothing real original about this fucking movie. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. You know? But anyway, it's like one hour and 40 minutes for this movie, and you wait maybe like maybe one hour and 10 minutes probably, when they go start doing things like possession and people dying, you see a lot of blood flying around, and the ending for this movie, oh my god, like, come on, I was, I was expecting it, man, come on. Really? Really, and then really, no, please stop. Funfush 3D, to me, is, is a bunch of crap. It's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. If anyone, I mean, I know a lot of people giving it good reviews, but trust me. And I'm not a person that's shown Funfush movies. There, there's, there's some that are good, there's some that are bad. So trust me, there are good ones. I, I said mostly in my case, I think there's more good ones than, than bad ones. Well, to, to be honest, this is one of the bad ones, so this is crap. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today we talk about the movie Frontiers, and this is a French horror movie, by the way. So, of course, a lot of these titles, man, with all these movies in different genres, it's like the same titles, but you gotta let them know it's a French horror movie in this case, not a western. Well, in a way, I can say this is like a western in somewhat of a way, even though it takes place in the modern times. Well, anyway, this takes place in France, like when modern day French of course, let me say that. Uh, well, there's a riot, politics is going crazy over there. These couple of these these young guys and one young lady, they're having problems. That they're escaping the law, you know. And they went their separate ways. Two two of the brothers went to this inn and, you, and later on they start having fun and then stuff start going out of hand and you find out that this family is like a cannibalistic family like inbreds, like like Texas Massacre crazy family. And uh, so they have to try and escape them, and while they escape, they end up hit, hit and run by one of the crazy family members. Meanwhile, we got their other um, partners in crime going inside the inn trying to look for them, and then everything, like again, hell breaks loose, you know, the Nazis start capturing them, killing them, torturing them, with the last survivor being a female, and you know, you find out that she's pre pregnant, so the leader of the 
crazy family is like a Nazi leader, you know, from World War Two, and his family, like I said, they inbreds and you know they practice creepy, freaky shit pretty much. Um, this movie, like any other French horror movies now in this era, modern era to take since High Tension came out, they all have same style: realistic kills, bloody and gory, disgusting stuff start happening. You know, and when I say it's something like a western, you get this great, awesome shootout scenes in this movie. So it is like a full-blown horror with a great shootout scene at the end with guns shooting and stuff. I was like, damn, that shit is dope, man. Anyway, this movie I highly recommend. Definitely check it out, man. And it's, let me just say, good acting in this movie too for a horror movie. Like, this horror movie was good acting, but I think this one had really good acting. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey everyone, how you doing? Today we're talking about a fun movie. If you're ever a fan of B-movie camp, especially when it comes to science fiction, action, you know, if you're a fan of that, then you're definitely going to love this type of movie. It's called Galaxy Destroyer, also known as Galaxy from 1986. And the movie is about this guy, right? He's like, I would say maybe this is their version of Han Solo. You know, he's like... A cool guy that he he ended up trying to run away from the police, like space police, I guess, what it looked like to me. And then he, and then he steals a spaceship inside a warehouse. He he goes to space. He finds these aliens destroyed his planet, and then you find later he comes back to it. And then that the planet was like it looks nice, but it's run over by aliens. And he meets this woman, and him and this woman have bunch of obstacles like. Find, of course, find aliens. You see these cheesy ass alien spaceships. I th- I don't know if this is an Italian movie because it looked like it looked like an Italian movie. How the special effects is, but if you see Italian cinemas from the 80s, that's the type of stuff they use. Even well, in America they use it too, but but it, it looks more Italian like because the spaceship battles and stuff, and the alien looks cheesy looking with the with the cheap makeup and stuff. But hey, if you like that old school stuff, that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you got the one clay animation monster, alien monster, which I thought was funny how it looks, how they how they set this monster trying to ca- capture this woman. She was like totally naked and stuff. You make it now. We got an alien monster to find an alien monster butt naked. It's just funny. The, the setup of it, I mean, you gotta look at it. Um, they come across motorcycle gangs, and one of the most the motorcycle leader. I, I guess they're trying to make him look like Sylvester Stallone, like old school Sylvester Stallone when he had the bit all over his face and the hair the way he looked it. But um, Galaxy or AKA Galaxy Destroy, I I highly recommend it. It was a fun movie. I liked it. What's up, everyone? I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. This movie, with the title like Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill, been a catchy title. Came out a few weeks ago. I keep saying to myself, don't rent this, don't rent this. Even when I seen the trailers, don't rent this, don't rent this. But then Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill is in my head too much. Decided to rent it, why not? I had nothing to watch today. Well, I, I did have a few movies to watch today that came out this week, but they sparked my interest. Except for um, Mother Krampus. So I said, okay, I'm going to see this. And I know what I was getting. You know, I know a lot of people say, well, with a talent like this, you should expect it. Let me say something. I see in a lot of good horror movies or horror comedy or whatever with catchy titles, and I highly recommend it. I could name a lot, trust me. It was a go too long in the video. But Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill, I mean, let's let's be honest. This movie, like I said, it sucks. It's stupid. It's pretty much a sore ripoff. What it is, but they did it like in a sh- shitty way. In the beginning of the movie, I liked the beginning with the war, even though I was confused a bit. I was like, I'm not watching a war movie or a horror movie, but I liked it. It had action, everybody's dying, shooting. Then the IS terrorists captured the military soldier, telling them, Oh, you like to celebrate Halloween? And he was saying Halloween's about sacrifice. So he started killing this soldier, but one soldier got his face scarred up. And they they took him into the in the house in the terrorist IS house, and after that we get to the present age with these gold bands partying, rock and roll singing their music, and um, it was time for them to the show was over. Two of the bandmates was in the van, smoking weed. The girls coming up close to the guy, and the guy decided to pull her her, her shirt up, 
her tits were showing, the woman just noticing it, and then he decided to pull out his pants and have sex with her. Then the woman say, oh, you molested me, you molested me. Yo, fuck that shit. I hate shit like this. This shit pissed me off. That's why, I'm going to tell you, don't get drunk with women. When you see women drunk or, or smoking weed and they coming up to you like that, trying to kiss up to you and touching your dick, trust me. Yo, they be, they be doing some shady shit. Uh, guys, when you see women act like that around you, push them away. And even though they'll come at you again, push them away. Push push them back. Say, no, I'm not. No, you're drunk or you're high. I know this is not true. But if a woman keep on coming to you like that, push them away because they're going to come out with some shit on you. Trust me. I don't give a fuck. You know, no means no. You know, but I, I I respect women. I don't want women getting no molesting. I don't like shit like that. But still, I'm saying, be, just be, guys, just be careful out there, man. All all jokes aside, I know I'm reviewing a movie, but, but all jokes aside. Anyway, the bandmates kick him out. He's walking. He started to hang out with another group of people, while the bandmates decided to move on. They stopped by a gas station. The woman that was molested was missing. They can't find her. Decided to get to a car with Richard, Richard Greco, who plays a gas station owner. Get into a car with him, and guess what? He was a gas mask, trapped them, and put them down in the basement. Now, I've got to mention the guy in the wheelchair that was trying to get interfere with the guy and the girl that was smoking weed. Um, the guy was kicking his ass, and the guy in the wheelchair left. But you found out that the, the guy that went to Greco character put them down in the basement, the leader of the operation was the guy in the wheelchair after all. And you found out that he was the guy that was, like, in the military that was scarred up. He was a victim, so... He want to test these kids, these young adults out, excuse me, these bandmates out, saying that, hey, what sacrifice really means on Halloween, pretty much. So, these adults have to play a game where one of them have to die to get to the next stage, you know? And it's not really all that, trust me. It's just, they're going to argue, they're going to bicker, they're going to get panicked, they're going to kill each other. And the guy in the wheelchair used the methods that military used to torture them, like gases, acid, sound Sonic sounds, shit like that. He, um, later on the guy that was the guy that was they left behind. He molested one of the bat bandmates. He decided to drive off and spotted their friends, spotted his bandmates' car van. So he went into the house and trying to trying to save the he trying to save the bandmates. Like I said, everything goes out of hand and they pretty much bicker and battle each other, you know. And then you get to you know, your ending, which is a stupid twist ending. Which is like a nit to me is a is a is a downbeat ending. As my friend Michael Kinn would said it when he sees horror movies with bad ending, downbeat ending, downbeat ending. I'm gonna leave it as that. I don't want to ruin too much. Um, things I like about this movie only one thing. I actually like the daughter of the killer of the mastermind behind the operation, which was which was the witch woman, the daughter. I liked it her. It was a, she was played like that Harley Quinn. Hey, I like I want you dead anyway. Ha ha ha, it's funny you died, type of attitude, you know. Especially the scene with the kid went trick-or-treating, and they were disappointed they got one candy, and she was used to go to blow them up. I was like, happy Halloween, <laughs> you know. Uh, that, shit I let, that shit is okay. That shit I like, but everything else is downbeat, man. I just, just hate it. This movie just sucks. It's super creepy and spooky, you know what I'm saying? And the movie's about these young adults... And the girlfriend found out that her man inherited an apple orchard for him. So she takes a friend to see him to like help, him, help him out with apple picking and stuff. And then the boyfriend also have a groundkeeper that takes care of the farm with him. Now, spooky stuff that happening in the forest. Like, you see images like ghosts, paranormal stuff. And one by one, the people start dying. You know, so it's like a comedy between paranormal and slasher in one movie. And you already know who the killer is. I won't spoil it for you who have not seen this movie yet. You know, even though it's 2007, but this movie was good, you know, for for what it is, for for a budget was working with. And I, I like the I like the dead scenes in the movie. You know, simple. It's independent dead kill scene, so. You see, you do see kill scenes, but you don't see it as much. You know what I'm saying? But the uh, paranormal aspects of it was so good. I like the ghost, ghost effects in the movie because, like, when you see those ghost shows or how people describe seeing ghosts, 
it's like how they show it in this movie, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love the background music, it works really well, especially when the killer's going after you. The killer music that, as you may call it, in horror movies. So, the, the soundtrack for this movie, background music was really good. You know, how do you recommend that, you know? I'm surprised you never read a CD for this, for this movie, because the soundtrack is that good. Because that's, that's like a horror movie soundtrack, really good. The, f the forest, the darkness they shoot the camera with, perfection, you know, this is how you have to do it in a good horror movie, when it kills, when you see ghosts, ghosts coming around the forest, or a killer's gonna kill you, you know, very dark, but you can still see the actors and the, and the darkness of the trees and the sky, so they, the people, the director behind this movie, really took advantage of the environment, which I like in horror movies, they really take advantage of the environment and make it work for you. Um, the actors, I like all of them, um, they play the part well, and, um, also, the twist ending, which, the twist, usually twist ending in horror movies are really nothing new, it's always like, most cases it's usually the same, but you know what, I liked it, and I, you know what, for this movie, I didn't even expect it, so, so I'll, I'll let it pass, yeah, you know, anyway, I say check out Harvest Moon for 2007. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Hearts and Armor. And this is one of those early 80s fantasy movies capitalized on the Conan the Barbarian engineers. You know, like, uh, you gotta love that. Since Conan the Barbarian came out, there so many of these fantasy movies. Like, But there's been a lot of them that have been good. I haven't been disappointed in any of them, in my opinion. So, you know, I kind of like the professional, commercialized, or even the B-movie campy ones, you know. And Italian cinema did a lot of expectation on it, too. And this is one of them. Um, Hearts and Armor, man. Very, very well done movie. Beautiful. Um, had action, romance. You know, and I love uh, Hey, I like a little romance in my action. Why not, you know? But uh, the little story's pretty nice, though, in this movie. Um, the movie about this woman, right? Actually, it's two, two, sides, two sides of the story in this one, actually. It's about this woman. Um, she ended up getting this arm of the knight that saved her. And she becomes a knight. Meanwhile, you got this dashing, handsome guy leads the battle of knights, and their op their goals is pretty much to defeat the rivals, you know, which they like, I guess, the Middle Eastern side rivals, kind of like 300, but with, but it's like so B movieish, like super B movieish. But um, later on, um, some some of the rivals going through the water, and one of the women. The princess played by Tanya Roberts, she's the only recognizable star in this movie, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Um, was like almost got molested by these um, bandits, also the knight that saved the woman from the beginning of this movie, who wore the armor now, saved the princess. But she captured, but actually she was capturing the princess, which the princess did not know, to go with the knights to the other kin, to bring her to the kingdoms, to like, uh, like a, to capture her pretty much. Excuse me. Meanwhile, the prince's brother goes on a quest to save her, to save her, but he gets captured by the rival knights, and pretty much you get your love story, this is when you get your love story with the lead, the hero knight of the rival kingdom, in love with the princess, while the female knight is in love with the princess brother, and then you get to your story when they, they're gonna fight, argue, and they go separated, and like the woman searching for her love for him, and while the guy suffering the love for the woman, and they each go on a quest, a quest and different obstacles towards them, while doing it, you know. Um, what's also cool about this movie is I like the action, but the drama and romance was pretty good with it. Like I said, um, what's another thing that's major cool about this movie? If you look at all the knights' armor, each of the knights' armor is like different. So it's like in a way they have different personalities. So I thought that was pretty cool. Even the villain knights. Like, four of the villain knights from the rival kingdom, from the Middle Eastern side, four of them had their own different armor, too. So that was pretty cool, also. Yeah, Hearts and Armor, I highly recommend this one. This is a really good movie. Very nice story with it. Nice action, also, with it, to top it off. Highly enjoyable. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, what's up? Today we talk about the movie Heidi from 2017. But the movie actually came out in 2014. So, but the official release date for everybody to see it is 2017. So, again, one of those independent horror movies where 
came out a long time ago, but you know, it's, it's hard to get an official wider release. So I want people to understand that. Uh, besides that, when I saw the trails for Heidi, and which is a Don Harbour movie, I had no doubts. For some reason, I felt like this movie was legit boss. Cause this Heidi man, I'm like looking at Heidi, I'm like, yo, I don't think Heidi's another fuck with. Heidi ain't no Annabelle. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm. But it was still, I, I, I wasn't ready to watch it right away. I took my time. You know, there was other horror movies for me to watch. So let me just take my time, you know. And then today I had nothing to watch. So let me, all right, so it's time for me to watch some Heidi. All right, Heidi, let's see what you got. Went on Amazon.com. Paid out with my debit card. And let's see what Heidi could do. So if you haven't seen the trailers, this movie's pretty much a video footage movie, right? About these two guys that like to play pranks and put it on the social media platform page. And one day, one of the guys got a job to clean this lady's bird cage or clean this old lady's house. So suddenly they decided to go up on the roof, you know, being fucking nosy. And they spotted this spooky, creepy doll. It goes by the name Heidi. And Heidi started doing some paranormal stuff. So right off the back, I feel like this movie was pretty fast-paced with Heidi action going on. But like in a paranormal, supernatural sense of things. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of horror movies, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, so Heidi started appearing in one place here and there, appearing on the guys' houses, and like wondering, like, how the fuck this dog got here? You know what I'm saying? You know? And then Heidi appeared in one of the friends' house, and the friend got mad at the other guy. He said, you know what? Take this dog with you. And so Heidi is spending most of her time in this guy's house the most. The, the younger guy, you know, the leader, the, the, the one who goes with the camera all the time. So, anyone, pretty much anyone to get close with this doll, Heidi, people stop dying in mysterious ways. You got the detective trying to figure things out, and, you know, people start dying. And as for the guy, when he starts figuring out that Heidi's the real deal, this doll's no freaking joke, he's trying to get rid of it as much as possible, but the doll just keeps on coming back, you know? Um, I felt like this movie was really good, which was a surprise to me, but I thought it was good when I saw the trails for it, you know, but like I say, I wasn't in a rush right away, I just want to take my time, because I don't want my, my expectation to be ruined, so I just waited, but it did pay it off, so I'm glad it was good, like I said just now, um, Heidi will do things to, to kill people pretty much, it was pretty obvious, and you get this wonderful twist ended, man. It was, like, funny to me, the way they set it up, you know. But um, Heidi for 2017, highly, 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 highly recommend it. Check this movie out. Hey, guys and gals. How you doing? What's up? Today, I'll be talking about the movie Hell's Labyrinth, also known as Carnival. And I picked the Carnival poster alternate title because, to me... If you look at the Hell's Labyrinth poster, it has a dragon in the background. There's no dragon in this movie, but they are CGI demons, the one you see in the background of this poster. Now, this movie's about this woman, right? She saw a guy that she needs help with because she was stuck on the road. And the guy hit her back of the back of the head with a shovel. I mean, hit her in the front of the face, excuse me. And then suddenly she woke up in the bowels of hell with other people with her. These CGI demons come out of nowhere. Start killing everybody, and a few survivors have to run away from these demons. And now, while they go around the cavern trying to find a way out, trying to survive, um, a few survivors end up meeting with a swordsman that will help them out trying to get out. You know, he'll battle the demons, use his amulet to keep the demons at bear, bay, excuse me. And then they'll still have to run while they were separate, they were separated ways. Um, the movie they end up having obstacles. To see if they can make a decision to pick up different weapons, if it's a trap or not, with these obstacles, zombies. Um, the movie is heavy CGI, you can tell it's, everything's done with a green screen background. I thought it was kind of cool, because if I do an independent horror movie, I think I'll do it like this, <laughs> to be honest with you. And then later on, we get towards the end, then you find out a little bit more about this place, with more people dying, and what's really going on, and how they can find a way to escape. You know, Hell's Labyrinth, um, this movie is definitely independent, but it has a lot of green screen work background, and you can tell it was done in a studio. 
Um, I like the movie. I enjoyed it. You know, it's, I, even, I like I like I enjoy the swordsman guy. Cause the swordsman is one of those cocky jackasses guys. You know, like they're very cocky and they like have a bad sense of humor, kind of like Deadpool, I would say. You know, but um, yeah, I like the heroine. I like the heroine in the movie. I li- I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, anyway, Hell's Labyrinth from two thousand seven. Oh shit, is that old? I might write, hold up, I thought it was 2014 this movie was. But you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll post the right date on, above the title, but it's in 2007, wow. Very old movie. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. Hey everyone, I'll be talking about this French horror movie called Hostel. Not the, ho- not the torture porn Hostel, but a French movie called Hostel. I'll put the poster up and you'll see what it looked like. Um, without a doubt, the modern day French horror movies step in their game up, they always have... You know, um, a lot of shock value, value, unpredictable endings, you know, and, um, this movie's no different, you know, um, uh, the movie is also, it's like a POV slash regular camera horror movie, um, the movie has these camera crew, like these two reporters, like, Fleming and his mom, she talked about all this creepy stuff happening to her two daughters, they became normal one time, and then suddenly they became crazy, you know, pretty much. And later in the movie, the mom decided to leave. Decided to leave and let the reporters take over for two weeks. She said, I'll be back in two weeks. So the reporters start filming the, these two girls. And trying to figure out what's going on with them. And these two girls are super creepy, man. I mean, damn. They're teenagers. They shouldn't be acting like this. But it's like, the movie's mixed with Supernatural... A little bit of mystery, little bit of little bit of killing, you know. Um, I don't want to ruin too much, but it's very you gotta be patient with this movie, you know. Have you seen a lot of French horror movies? Sometimes they fast pace, and sometimes you gotta be patient because the build up is worth it, you know. And then when you find out what the build up is, at the end of it, it was really nothing new. You've seen it done before, but I felt like this French horror movie did it well, you know. I like how these two creepy girls act. I like the supernatural elements. I like the mystery behind it. You know, um, Hostel. I'll say check it out. Um, I definitely post the post the art. You can check it out. Check it out on IMDb so you know the difference. Not to get confused with other Hostel title movies. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, what's up? How you doing? And I apologize for the noise, but when you live in the ghetto, you get some noise going up in the block and shit. You know, and uh. And I'm going to wait because I don't know how long this music is going to be playing. Okay, literally driving by. <laughs> anyway, what's about this movie called I Am Alone? And I thought I reviewed this movie in my other channel. But um, I, I guess I didn't save it, I guess, you know. Uh, this movie is like a found footage POV style movie. No, it's actually a POV style movie, actually, I would say. And it's kind of like, if you see Hardcore Henry or um, Hotel Inferno, then you know... And you like you might like this movie, and it's about this guy that been captured by like like a government facility like, and he's probably they say he might be a cure for a zombie virus, and then you see him like after like he's like a hunting guy like well, a reality show, and as the movie progressed he's finding zombies all around and he, he's battling them out, and the, the movie without two without spoilers I, I'm surprised that a lot of people don't review this movie this movie came out about two months ago in the U S, but um. I like this movie. I mean, it's nothing new, nothing fancy. It's just done POV only. But it's pretty much a guy battling zombies. And I like the first-person shooter style of the movie. I like how it is. And, you know, like I say, if you, you see stories like this done before, you might just like it because it's a POV style. So I'll say I am alone. I should give it a chance. You might like it. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. But I felt like... To me, it was still felt like more like a home market release than a movie release. Because if you see Triple Creepers one and two, you can see the difference between those those two movies and part and part three. And I'm not gonna use budget reason, high budget, or low budget, because I feel like you can see good movies in the theaters that have have the low budget feel to it and still be good, you know. Now, was Triple Creepers three any different? To be honest, I felt like it was kind of crap to me. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not saying that because a lot of viewers talking about it like that, like negative. But this is speaking for myself because, like, I've seen a lot of part threes, right? And can I be honest with you? I enjoyed a lot of part three horror movies with, with the 
sure if you end up I enjoy Scream 3, I enjoy Goody's Part 3, yes, I even enjoy Goody's Part 3, the one that people should be shitting on, because I never take Goody's to be serious, you know what I'm saying, it was meant to be a horror comedy, you know what I'm saying, I enjoy Puppet Master 3, I enjoy Friday 13 3, I even enjoy Halloween 3, which I feel like to this day Halloween 3 is still so underrated, and, it, and it's just a cool movie, man. I enjoyed Phantasium 3, yeah, I said it, I enjoyed Critters 3, so let me tell you, like, pretty much, from my experience, I enjoyed every horror movie with the trilogy, part 3 on them, except for one, until now, and it's this one, this is the first horror, part 3, that I will say, that I hate, period, you know, it's the first time, because, I don't feel like the Jeepers, the Jeepers was himself, you know what I'm saying, and, it's not about him attacking on the daytime, yeah, there seems when he attacked daytime anyway, so that's nothing new. So people don't, people cannot shouldn't be acting like they surprised if you keep us attacking daytime. But he didn't attack enough at the nighttime, that's the thing. And um the movie starts off like to me like how Port One starts off. What happened after the police station? You got these cops and wonder like what the fuck? They see this truck that has booby traps on it. Later on this this black guy with his team, he got like his own Death Squad for the Jeeper Creeper, he's even the symbol. So it looked like this guy hides them, and you find out later that each of these people from the member of his team had their own experience with the Creeper. As to fast forward, it's pretty much the cop and that black guy with his Death Squad team for the Creeper have to work together, trying to find him. While we got another story about this woman living in the farm with her grandmother, who the grandmother have her own experience with the Creeper because her son died because of him. And you find out that he dug something in the tree, you know. Now, the the creeper, creep, the creeper does kill people, but I don't feel like it's like gory or anything. Like the death scenes didn't interest me as as for the as the first two movies did. And um, that was kind of weird, you know. I was like, it's like I didn't even give a fuck about it, you know. And while the creeper's killing people and capturing people, you got some. A survivor that was in the truck, which was the girl of the grandmother, because she was captured by the creeper. But she survived because the creeper didn't kill her right away, because I guess he's gonna save her for later, her fist or more, you know. But you find out inside the truck, he has booby traps in the truck, like I mentioned. But even inside the truck, you know, and I'm like, damn, why are you gonna booby trap your truck like that? And I'm like, seriously, inside the truck too. I'm like, come on. I mean, I can stand outside the truck, like the when you open the door. I can understand that because. You want to protect your shit, you know what I'm saying? You want to protect your food. <laughs> but anyway, just to fast forward, you, when the woman ducks up the tree, you find out that the son had cut the arm of the creeper. And when the woman touched the arm, it's like she sees who the creeper really is. But they never show you who he is, you know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, the woman will have a flashback, seeing the ghost of her kid, you know, talking to her. Kind of like werewolf, werewolf from London. American Will from London, like like that stuff, like that type of I see you type of attitude. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Like it bargaining stuff's a little stuff from from another horror movie. And like I said, it's like I didn't give a fuck, man. Like the creepy didn't matter to me. I the only one thing I did like about the movie was the police officer guy. You know, like he was like scared and nervous, but he has to man up. He was likable to me. I'm gonna lie, I like him. I think he was the only person I liked in this freaking movie. And there were scenes when the woman, when the girl was at a truck and she was ready to escape from the creeper. The creeper got, got stabbed by his own fucking booby trap. The, the pole thing from the seat and his big eyeballs pop up, pop up and that's what's towards the end of the movie like. And that's when the girl is scared she's on the run pretty much from the creeper. And um, yeah, I was like, how the fuck you, how the fuck you get stabbed by your own fucking weapon? Your own booby trap, that's some fucked up shit. And he got his truck. Can I be, bullets cannot stop the truck. That's stupid. Like, how can, you tell me everything's bulletproof about this truck he drives, even the tire, even powerful weapons can't even stop that truck. I'm like, yo, you tell me this guy no magic? This, this monster no magic or something? You put voodoo in his truck to be unstoppable? I'm like, yo, it should be like Kristen again, I guess. Maybe it's demonic possessed or something. And, um, just to fast forward, um, the woman's on the, when the girl's on the one from the creeper, this is towards the end, she, um, her family saved her, you know, the creeper was, got knocked out by a truck, 
kind of like me ball a little bit from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I guess. But the truck knocked out Texas the Creeper, and the Creeper killed the truck driver. And pretty much he goes to the tree where the grandmother dug the, his, the arm. And they say, we know who you are, or what you are pretty much. And the Creeper got mad, and that's the last thing you see up of him. So it's like 23 years, he's going to hibernate again. But, um, and then you see the guy who was in love with the girl, the farm, the farm girl. I mean, the city girl that became a farm girl because of, she's living with her grandmother. You felt like he got a football game to go to, and you see the school bus. So I was like, my mom, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I, am I imagining this? So you're telling me Cheaper Creeps Part 3 is a sequel to Part 1, okay? And a prequel to Part 2. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, I can pick, I already picked up on the part one part, but I can't believe it's a prequel to part two. And then, spoiler, 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 twist ending. She, um, the lady, the sister from the first movie, when her brother was taken away, she's typing a report about how the creeper had to kill these people, and she's trying to get this story out there, like letting people know this is a true story. And she's saying, come and get me, you son of a bitch. I'm like, my, my, shut the fuck up, woman. He ain't gonna get you because he's sleeping right now. How the fuck is he gonna get you? You know? So pretty much this movie is like a filler pretty much. You know, it was more talking and maybe 20, 25% maybe of, of seeing the creeper probably doing some action or just seeing him. But mainly it's just more talking about the two cops and the, the, the young girl and and, uh, and the boy that's interested in her and the grandmother and talking to her dead son. It's really, that's what the whole fucking movie's about, about them interact, talking and stuff, and, and going after the best, about their story and stuff. And poor Creeper, it was like, it's like, damn, man, can I kill these people now? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Cuba Cruise 3, um, highly disappointed by this one, didn't enjoy it. Um, I hope the Cuba Cruise 4 will make up for it, maybe, but um, of course there will be a part for us, pretty obvious, which this movie was built on pretty much like a fella for it. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. What's up guys and gals? Today we talk about a movie from Necrostorm. Um, I hope I got the company's name right, but you probably know them more for Adam Chaplin and the guys that created um, Hotel Inferno 1. And I found out there's a part 2 also, so hopefully I'll get to see part 2. Um, if you look at their line, super bloody gory movie, old school special effects with some C with CGI effects also with it. Really enjoy their work. Now they had this movie called Judy, right? And I found out Judy's like the least, least favorite from the line. Least. It's like horrible to the to anybody that reviewed this movie. So I said, let me check this movie out, you know. And I checked it out. And Judy, um, the movie, okay, let me tell you what the movie's about. The movie is about a crazy clown woman with her henchmen that don't talk. Had a red, had light up eyes, creepy mask, and she carries a box box with spikes in it. Now movies do have blood and gore in it. And suddenly, it's the, in the beginning and the end of the scene, I'm gonna spoil a little bit. But the mystery is what's inside the box. Now the name Judy is really the name of the dog. So let me tell you how this how this how the woman how this clown woman decided to meet this woman that's surrounded by the car, right? And the clown, crazy clown woman tell her, I know your number. And the woman didn't want to hear it, so she drove off. Now, in the movie, it's going to be it's so slow. It's going to progress with this woman and her dog. Spend time with her dog. Talk to her mom on the phone and her friend on the phone. And she mentioned she saw this creepy woman. Creepy clown woman, you know. Later on, you find her dog is missing. She's crying and stuff. And even when she was taking a shower... She had that tear mark on her face. She didn't even wash her face or nothing. I mean, come on. But stuff, stuff, stuff going around the house, like all creepy stuff, like mysterious stuff going around the house. She's wondering, like, how is like, like she had that look in her face, like what's going on? Have you seen something changes in your house? Something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? But to a lot of people, this movie is okay. To me, okay. First, let me say what I like about it. I like the actors and actresses. But mainly the actresses and the characters in this movie. They're pretty good. They did their job. Especially the lead actress. She was great. You know. The only problem with this movie was the writing. The setup. The execution. 
and get to the point of it. It was it built up more on mystery and suspense and thriller. That's all it was built up on. But to be honest, let's be real. When we watch a Necrostorm movie, we want to see blood and gore. Come on. We want to see some fast-paced shit. This movie does, does not deliver it. We get to the ending. We get to the clown woman and her henchmen. Ready to get into the house. She's using her nuts and bolts air gun. Where she put like nuts and bolts inside this pipe. And shoot with it. And... I, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, though. I mean, even though this is an old movie, but I, I love Necrostorm, you know what I'm saying? I, I love their work, but this one is really a disappointment, man. I was like, damn, come on, Necrostorm. I mean, I know you, don't, don't be, don't try, don't try and be like mystery thriller suspense. Don't do that, okay? That's not your, that's not your stick. Stick what you did with Hotel Inferno, Suit 1313, Adam Chaplin, Blood and Gore and fast-paced action. Good to the point. Stick with that. That's your style. That's your fan base. That's the real reason why we all love Necrostorm movies. Anyway, Judy, actress, actress, likable. That's one positive. That's a movie I thought was crap. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals. So, we're talking about a documentary called Magma Mad and um, a manga mad. That's it, right? <laughs> um, if you want to get into Japanese culture, if you're new to this, I highly recommend this documentary to you. Or if you're a veteran in it like me, then you still want to watch it anyway. But um, this is a really good um, reference to um, the world, the magma culture, or Japanese comic books. You may want to call it here in the U.S. To, to some people that like, usually say Japanese comic books, but it's magma, magma, <laughs> uh, and anime. It talks about everything, man. About what, how, what changed us, what how it changed Japanese society and culture. Uh, why they were so into it and the reason behind it. They talk to you about the history, the beginning of it. Um, they talk talk to you about the business of it, or magma, not only magma, um, also anime, video games, action figures, the sexual part of of the of sexual part of magma and how it affects also the psychology of it. And um, this has this has everything you could imagine. They would talk about the class of otaku, you know, the, of their world and their universe, and the obsession with it, and this has everything, even cosplay, Magma Mad, I highly recommend this documentary to everyone, new and old alike, must see, but um, also let me give you a little warning, uh, they do, it does have contain some adult material with images, like the poster art, or like comic book art, you know, so you're going to see some adult adult images, so, so let me just say it's not for kids, but to me art is art. So I mean, whatever your parents, just ask your parents for permission if you want to see this. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys, what's up? I'm talking about a little gem, a little old, old movie I never heard about. It's called Mars Man, and this is a movie that was done in Taiwan, I heard, or maybe Hong Kong. And the movie is like a homage to those um Power Rangers style movies with the Godzilla's the Godzilla Kaju monsters mixed in. Now, I remember in Hong Kong itself, the Shaw Brothers did a movie kind of like this for their home country. I forgot the name of it. But, um, I forgot the name of that movie, though, but I did see it before. But this is a different movie, totally entirely in Taiwan. That's non-Japanese. And the movie is about these astronauts that have, I mean, not astronauts, scientists that have to get this gemstone, this radiation stone, and they um, find out that these are the stones that these alien invaders want to get, and the alien invaders want to use the stone as a death ray. Once they got the stone, they were able to make a death ray and destroy the earth, draining the, like, to drain them out of the sun so they won't live. Meanwhile, these scientists have help from the Japanese people to have a, a human to transform to a cyborg robot. Meanwhile, you also got a statue, like a statue they found from one of the from the scientist, female scientist's um, brother, and they got affected by the radiation by being unconscious. But once they got, once they put it into their base, they realized that this stone is growing bigger and bigger, and this stone is a protector, like a stone god, like I would say. Now, pretty much once the monster has life on its own, thanks to the scientists. And the Japanese built a cyborg for the 
the Taiwan government to battle the alien invaders so they can save the Earth. So pretty much the robot and the stone god will have to team up to battle these alien invaders. At first they fight against each other, and once they know something was not right, they finally waken up, they teamed up to battle the alien invaders. It's like, in, it like, like a video game in three different rounds, you know? But the battle of the alien invaders and Earth battling the evil villain, the Queen Marsha they call her, and the two dinosaur beasts. And of course they find the kin of the of, of Queen Marsha, but Queen Marsha had more of an attitude than the kin, you know, because the kin was kind of like a wimp-like. But anyway, they start battling her, and then once the good guys are down, they kind of bounce back to battle them, and then they had to go back to the planet where the death ray is, death ray is at, and, and finally destroy it once and for all, and defeat the villain once and for all. Um, I like this movie, I thought it was a fun movie, and at the beginning it's going to kind of drag a bit, with the, most of the two scientists talking, and how they're going to solve this problem, how to, how to stop the invaders, but at the end, it's going to pay off, you know, it's a fun movie, it's B-movies, cheesy, it's campy, you know, if you're into that 70-ish, 80s, Hong Kong, Kaju, Mecha, Robot, Bounce type of thing, you know, then you're definitely going to love this movie, Mars Man, check it out, peace guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Mask of the Ninja, and this one's from 2009. And this movie has Casper Van Dien. You guys know how I feel about Casper Van Dien movies. Always some... Casper Van Dien always have fun movies to watch, man. I I'm not disappointed in any of his work that he does. That's like non-starship trooper, actually, believe it or not. Um, this movie's about... He, says, he plays a detective, right? And he gets this call from this um, rich Asian girl, you know? And then you find out her, fa her father's dead, and then the ninjas are going after her. As the as she runs runs away because she don't feel safe no more, the detective will have to try and find her. And then suddenly, the the person that's the family advisor, um, he he end up going end up helping him out to help her find her. And later on, the clues leads to what the why the ninjas ninjas are going after this girl for you know, because she holds a secret you know. Um, all in all, though, um, I, I did like this movie. It had action. Um, it's a cool Casper Van Dien movie. Um, something, the only nitpick I have is, and usually I always have nitpicks about this because I've seen this done in Terminator Part 1, or I think Ninja 1 also had this concept, and a few other Ninja movies. When when they have an important, when the ninjas go after somebody, the evil ninjas go after somebody important, but they end up being held in a police station. And it's like killing everybody in the police force and that whole station. I would say that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, really? With all the guns? Even with the ninjas have bulletproof vests, still shoot them in the head, damn it. But um, Mask of the Ninja is still an enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed it, so check it out. Mayhem with everyone's favorite character from Walking Dead, Glenn. Steven! Glenn. Well, that's his character's name, though, because... I'm not a fan of Walking Dead, but my cousin, oh my gosh, she's in love with that guy. So I know who the guy was. Anyway, he plays a, like a lawyer. That, you know, he enjoys his job. And one day there was a case that he, he lost, but he found out that he didn't, he never worked on that case. And he found out that another lawyer set him up. So he got fired for the job. And I hate that shit too, and that's office politics, man. So I can kind of relate to this movie, man, with with, with St um Glenn's, I mean Steven's character, you know. I really feel bad for him, you know. But once he once he got fired, you know, and he's ready, and security's walking him out. Guess what? The whole building quarantine with the um with the, with an affection. With if you have red eyes, it makes you go angry, it makes you go, it suppress your true emotions, you know, and makes it go aggressive. So pretty much Steven Yeun's character will have to survive all this crazy shit. And meanwhile, he gets beat up by the security team while he's trying to state his case against the lawyer upstairs that fired him, you know. Um, he meets up with the woman in the basement that he he got her kicked out for, 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 um, for paperwork that he cannot deal with, pretty much. But then they end up working together Cause they goes to you know what, kick the boss, kick the boss that fired his ass. Plus help the woman get her paper signed so she could keep her home pretty much the foreclosure. So it's like a video game. So he gotta get these key cards so he can enter the main office to stop to kick his boss's ass pretty much. And you know he, he has to 
f- fight people off. And it was like a video game. It's like it's like it's like a video game from getting to the point point A to point B to get to top to, from bottom to top. And and to me, like the characters, like the the lawyers he has to kill and beat up on to, to get the card. Um, all in all, I, I like this movie. It's, it's like it's all comedy, you know. Um, and, and everyone was. I, I like Steven Steven Yeun's character. That he was likable. I like the girl that he was teaming up with. She was likable. Um, the, the movie was a fun movie. I thought it was a fun movie. And you know, if you hate office politics and you want to beat the system, but you can't do it in real life, well, this movie kind of fill, fills in the gap for you. So definitely mayhem. Definitely check it out.